You're with Julian on the Brown Note and one of my go-to f- directors of the last sort of six or seven years is Denis Villeneuve. He's almost like the David Fincher of his day and David Fincher was very erratic when it comes to quality. I actually think Denis Villeneuve has actually been far more consistent. Uh, I think his first film was a foreign language film, Incendies, which dealt with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict through the um, adoptive children sort of element. And he won a lot of awards and it was a very powerful film and certainly stood out. Did have a really poor ending which sort of detracted from a lot of the power. It's just too... Everything sort of was done up nicely in a bow to, to for maximum impact. It is still an incredible film. Um, after that, he did uh, Prisoners, which was great. Um, it had Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, and was about um, his daughter's going missing. Uh, Hugh Jackman, it was about uh, the hunt for the pedophiles that had stolen his child. Very uh, for, for that kind of grimy thriller, it was excellent. He did Enemy which was absolutely jaw-dropping with Jake Gyllenhaal, one of the most mystifying films I've seen in recent years. Almost unknowable. Uh, an incredible film, an art house film, and, and one that would um, had Jake Gyllenhaal in dueling roles as, as a, a guy that found himself in the movies, found this doppelganger of himself and hunted him down. And it was just a very provocative, and it, oh, for me it was a very rewarding film. And then he just hit a peak with Sicario last year, which was, uh, or maybe even the year before with Sicario, which is about the um, Mexican drug cartels and also the DEA and, and the way that they also all interlink. And that was an incredible film, one of my favourite of the that year. It's amazing. Missed out on the Oscars too. And I think he's now in line to do an extremely high-budget film. Uh, I don't know if it's the next Star Wars or something like that anyway, but he's just been great and every film has been different. And he came out with a sci-fi film last year, which was a, probably the highest budget film he'd done, um, called Arrival. And it's uh, receiving a, I think it's released here already. Um, it came out in November in the United States and um, it's definitely an awards season movie and has, has, has been getting a lot of nominations and it's based on a short story by Ted Chiang who writes a lot of science fiction short stories and his one was called Story of Your Life Uh, and it's basically the story of Amy Adams who uh, is a teacher, a linguistics teacher and teaches everything to do with language to an ultra high level and has previously worked with the government and she, the film sort of opens with her birth of her daughter and it's almost like Up where they have that montage that goes on for about 10 minutes and the daughter sort of grows and it shows lots of very affecting footage. And the husband is estranged, we, uh, we find out, because of the daughter's got a very bad illness. Very bad. And by her teenage years, she's fading. And it goes through that whole process and it's quite gets quite confronting and, and, and sad. Very, very sad. Uh, and then it sort of opens with Amy Adams' character, uh, I think her name's Louise, going to class and, and teaching one day at a university and all there's no one there but um, the students ask her to turn on the telly and they find out that 12 alien spaceships have arrived on Earth. Um, no one knows what they're there for, there's no contact with them, they're just these giant egg things hovering above the ground, they're giving off no emissions, no one knows what they're for or how to communicate with them or what their purpose is and they're spread around the, the world in various locations. 
um, and everyone's reacting differently to them. And she gets dragged into the whole thing by Forrest Whitaker's character, who's like an army guy, um, to try and decipher their language, because that's been her role previously with the government, is to try and decipher these regional dialects and, and work out how to communicate with them. And being a short story, that's borderline the story of the film. Um, throughout the, the process, they find out that she can actually go into the spaceship and uh, it's this giant thing, absolutely enormous, with no distinguishing features at all. Um, but when you go inside, they get a certain period every 18 hours where these two alien beings will come to this giant window and she begins a conversation with them, even though their dialect is very, very unintelligible. Uh, they manage to talk through patterns and pictures and words and pointing, and she develops a rapport with them. And that's kind of all you can say about the movie as a story from that point. It is a short story. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I really did. I thought it was an amazing film. If you want to go and see Independence Day 2, take the other exit. This is not even relatable to that film. This is a what I think a good science fiction film should be, a classic science fiction novel. It should be about humanity as it is on Earth at the moment. It shouldn't be about technology or stuff like that unless it's in the service of looking at an existential version of humanity. Maybe you can you know, look at things in a different way or that it will allow you to live in a different way which will in turn inform our current experience. I don't believe that science fiction is about fictional science. Most of the best stories, even stuff like Blade Runner, was about existentialism. What does it mean to be alive if you're this robot that has a finite number of years? Is your life less important? Is your memories less important? If you have you know, fabricated memories, they're still your memories. And Blade Runner was quite deep and heavy about that. And a lot of the best, uh, is it preoccupation or pre... Uh, I can't remember what it was called now. It was an Australian film starring Sarah Snook and Ethan Hawke. And that had some really heavy themes in it about existence and mortality and how these things, uh, if you could see them differently or if you experience them differently, what they would mean. And I think that's what science fiction is. It's, it's a way of looking at existentialism or humanitarianism or, or the world or our relationships or our histories and pasts and all of those things through different lenses. Um, and that's where the best science fiction always comes from. And this is squarely in that camp. Its overarching theme is a kick in the guts, to be honest. It's, it's much more powerful than I expected it to be. And it's a much more moving, very, very heartbreaking, but quite profound story. Um, really, it, it unfolds beautifully. Uh, I think the screenplay is Eric Heisserer. He'll be out for a lot of awards because he manages to unfold the story so elegantly throughout the film. <clears throat> Amy Adams is one of my favourite actresses, always is. And uh, apart from the Batman film, the only film that's made her look average She's amazing here, absolutely incredible, a haunted and deeply troubling performance. Uh, you are inside her head completely, and uh, it, it is a really great performance. I still think American, I can't remember what it was called, American, the film with uh, Bradley Cooper and Jeremy Renner, who's in this film, 
and a load of other people, I can't remember what it's called, about the conmen. I think that's my favourite performance of hers. She was utterly amazing in that. She's very amazing in this too. Got great reviews. Now, has it got, is it flawed in any way? Um, yeah, it is. It is flawed. For one thing, it shows its short story roots. The story itself is sparse. Uh, it is dull at times, and it's very exciting for a lot of the film. It's, it's a linear film that progresses along this, ironically, it's a linear film that progresses along this track, and from scene to scene, it can be very, very gripping. Sometimes it's, it's a little bit on the duller side, because there isn't actually much story to it. Um, the other thing that relates to that is the characters aren't developed at all. Uh, there's only Amy Adams in this film. That's that's it. There's 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 no other person in this film that has a full character, and that goes to Jeremy Renner, who plays the offsider to Amy Adams in this film, the m- next most important role. He's an actor I've gone up and down with multiple times. He seems to be as good as the character he gets given. Often terrible in films like that one she, he was in with um, Amy Adams. I can't remember American Hustle, American Hustle. He was magnificent in that film. He's been great in the town. He was awesome in that. And then in films where he doesn't get quite as good a role, or it's just underwritten, or it's not written at all, he's quite often a really rubbish actor. And I don't think he's very good in this film, and he needs to be, really, to offer a counterpoint to what is an incredibly soulful and painful performance by Amy Adams. And the other last bit that annoyed me was the uh, global politics, which are a necessary part of the tale, wasn't explained to a convincing extent what was going on. And it was naive. It was like China and Russia are the bad guys sort of thing. And you think, well, are China going to attack these aliens first? They've hardly ever attacked a nation outside their own borders in, in the last few hundred years or in their history. They've always been attacked by Japan or by whoever. They hardly attack anyone. America has launched more preemptive wars against outside countries than probably China has in the last few thousand years, in the last 50 years. But apparently, they're the ones that are not got the itchy trigger finger. And I found that a little bit, you know, it's just a bit dumb for the film that was so cerebral in many other ways. The cinematography is magnificent. Johan Johansson from Iceland does beautiful work on the soundtrack. Uh, Vilna's last film, Sicario, was notable by cinematography and screenplay and the soundtrack. All three of those are magnificent here. The screenplay is great, even though it's dull in parts, even though certain bits of it didn't gel with me. He doesn't get a lot to string out to a two-hour movie, and he does so with a beautiful elan and elegance, which I I found really, really good. So I'm probably going to give it an 8.5 out of 10 for Arrival, which is a little bit lower than I would have got if those other concerns were met. I gave Sicario 9 out of 10. Do I think Sicario is a better film? Not really. It's just a better made film. There wasn't a dullness. Everything was dramatic. All of the characters were really good. And the story made sense on just about every level. But a lot of that doesn't matter with Arrival because the main story arc, which it comes back to, is a central question that's a massive question about life. And I think they do a pretty bloody good job in answering what is a very tough question to answer. So 8.5 out of 10, but on a lot of levels, worth a lot more for Arrival. Uh, This is from the feature album I See You by the XX and Replica.